Hello, welcome back. That's quick. Two podcasts in the same day. Just wanted to react because I mentioned that Gareth A. Davis in the previous podcast, the boxing and mixed martial arts journalist, had tweeted to say that Paul Daly, who was the subject of the previous podcast for Sky Sports conversation I had this week for my employers with him ahead of his headline fight against Derek Anderson Thursday night in Milan in Italy, was off because Daly had been taken ill. So uh, coming up in a second is Gareth A. Davis explaining from the ground in Milan, in the arena, what's happened. Uh, and Paul in a sort of pretty disturbing state in hospital. We hope that's rectified pretty soon. Watch out for Bellator MMA Twitter account for updates on his health. Um, but I think it's an illuminating issue as we think about the courage it requires to be a combat sports artist, be it boxing, mixed martial arts, judo, uh, taekwondo, Muay Thai, whatever it may be, but the weight-cutting aspect of it and that making weight is uh, a particular concern. Obviously, jockeys have it in horse riding as well, but the health implications of it and the prudence of perhaps walking around, as they say, a lot heavier than your fight weight, albeit the, the theory being you get sort of advantages from being the bigger man or woman in a contest, but the dangers of it. Anyway, Cornwall's Kate Jackson will highlight the event now on Thursday in Italy. Thank you to the sponsors of the podcast, Bang & Olufsen of Cheltenham, Cheltenham and Serene AV, I don't know why I keep saying that deliberate way, who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high-quality customer service and installation. And as the rain starts to beat against the window in my spare room come office, uh, it is uh, a time we're thinking about our immunity and the coughs and colds of autumn's returning. Remember, with Cytoplan, the food-based supplements, you can get a 10% discount uh, at cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk with the discount code DRAPER10, D-R-A-P-E-R, my last name, all capital letters, then the numbers one zero DRAPER10. So here we go then. This is Gareth A. Davis, distinguished journalist, sports journalist for the Daily Telegraph and other organisations, works as a broadcaster for Talk Sport national uh, radio station amongst other broadcasters is working out there for which was a big event for bellator going on to cbs sports in the united states america big broadcaster on thursday night our time it would be uh, sort of late afternoon early evening in the u.s uh, depending on which time zone in the u.s you're in but gareth explaining here from milan a couple of uh, moments an hour maybe after the failed weigh-in that paul daly was on his way to hospital he breaks it down here we talk about boxing as well the issues facing boxing and mixed martial arts at the moment with the pandemic and no fans, which is a big talking point in UK sport in my day job at Sky Sports News, particularly in the football pyramid, the lower leagues of professional football, soccer, if you're listening from other parts of the world, um, is, the, is how you would call it. But yeah, there's a lot of concern around that he just outlines that the, the challenges for both fighters, for boxers, for mixed martial artists and the promoters as well. It's a complex business for everyone to get paid at the moment with that huge uh, deficit that hole in the equation because we're not letting people through the gates because of the pandemic. Uh, very complicated, but here we go. Gareth. A Hello there and welcome to another Mixed Martial Arts Conversation for Sky Sports. This week we've been looking ahead to Paul Daly, Derek Anderson in Milan, Italy, but joining us is distinguished telegrapher, journalist, veteran of the combat sports circuit, Gareth A. Davis from Milan. 
Gareth, the bad news. What's happened? What's happened with yeah. you? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Ed. Um, yeah, very bad news this morning. Paul Daly, the headliner, you know, one of the big names, one of the biggest KO artists over the last 10, 15 years in the whole of mixed martial arts, uh, against Derek Anderson, the American who'd come over here. It's a fight that we would have seen four years ago that was called off then. Paul Daly was 2.6 pounds over the 170 pound weight limit for welterweight this morning at the early weigh-ins. And then at the ceremonial weigh-ins, obviously he and Anderson were the last to line up and, and face off. There was no Paul Daly. And he was in a room round to the side, lying on a bed, unable to move. Apparently he had stomach cramps, he couldn't stand. Um, and Anderson was there. He came and had some photographs of himself on his own. But as this whole thing played out around lunchtime here in Milan, an ambulance arrived, a crew put Paul Daly onto a stretcher, and he's now in hospital on an IV drip because he really isn't well. Hmm. What, what's the supposition? Dehydration, we believe, from trying to make weight? Is that, that probably hasn't been confirmed, but that's the, the obvious supposition. Well, I think throughout Paul's career at welterweight, he's always struggled. Um, he's made... He's, he's missed weight. I think this is the sixth time in his 61 fight, or 62 if you count this as a non-fight, but this would have been his 62nd fight. Uh, it's the sixth time, I think, that he hasn't made weight. He's a very hench physique, mm. large thighs, um, big legs, very powerful arms, big upper body, um, thick neck. And he's not a tall man either. He's only five foot nine, but you know, a lot of the welterweights, six one, six two. Paul's a very dense physique. Obviously, he's in his mid-30s now, and it gets harder and harder. Um, with the COVID restrictions as well, they don't have large teams with them, and he normally has five or six of his crew everywhere. I've been covering Paul for 15 years. He has five or six guys who are always with him. He's been very much with one guy on this whole um, trip. Maybe he had problems yesterday. We tried to get interviews with him. He wasn't available at all for The Telegraph and for other people. Um, Bellator internals couldn't get hold of him yesterday. He was working on cutting the weight. And I think he's just gone and literally destroyed his body trying to get down to weight, not wanting to embarrass the promotion. It's the first, obviously it's on Sky, but it's the first ever um, event on CBS Sports as Bellator joins that part of the Viacom family. So it, it's an almighty cock up, frankly. Um, mm. He should have rung senior figures yesterday and said, look, I'm not going to make the weight here. Let's make it a catch weight. It is COVID. It's not the end of the world. And he's put himself at risk with his health and he's in hospital now. And I hope he's okay. Yeah, we hope he's okay. I mean, in a way, given that physical condition, it's probably a relief that he hasn't got into to conduct a fight with, with Derek Anderson. What are your reflections on this as a, as a general issue? Because you cover both obviously MMA and boxing. Is, is this still one of the, the sort of major problems in both sports? Well, I think... Because they're different sports in the way, I mean, boxers tend to have leaner bodies because it's, you know, it's, the fight is over an hour, isn't it? If they're fighting championship fights, 36 minutes, minute between, 48 minutes mm. from ring walk to announcement. If it goes 12 rounds, it's an hour long fight. So the physique is different. Um, and, and you hear that from MMA guys that um, it's a very, very, they're two completely different sports, even though they have things about them that are similar. Um, boxers can't cut so much weight, I don't think. Certainly in the lower divisions. In, 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 in the upper divisions, they can as much, but it's become an art form 
mainly mm. because of wrestling, where they cut enormous amounts of weight. In MMA, to be able to cut 20 pounds in a week of a fight. We, I, I mean, I've, in the past, I've had fighters cutting 25 pounds in two weeks. It's an extraordinary weight cut, it's, and, and it's not good for the organs. We know that, it's being scientifically proven. Um, mm. And I think promotions, and I think the commissions, and I think the medical advisors, are trying to get people to stay close to what is not their natural body weight because all of us, even you, you know, thin and fit as you are, <laughs> you're probably still 10 pounds heavier than you would be as a fighter. You mm. know, they, they, they do cut weight extraordinarily. But I think people like the WBC and boxing, Mauricio Suleiman, they want people, they want fighters to be registered at a certain weight and not to go down two weight divisions or up two weight divisions. We, we have natural weights. It is very dangerous. Um, and that's why Brandon Morse, the commissioner here, um, part of the Mohegan tribe, uh, under Mike Mazzulli, who's the head of that, told me as soon as Daly left on that stretcher and went to hospital and was on an IV, the fight is off. Doesn't matter if he comes back and feels better later on. You cannot risk death or mm. serious illness and injury in a cage or in a ring. It's as simple as that. Ultimately, the fighter's safety must come first. Yeah, the impact on the brain when you, when you, have, impact, when you have impacts from punches and kicks in, in MMA is going to be significantly worse if you are in that dehydrated state. Um, it's, it's, it's a strange one because we spoke to Paul Daly on Monday on this, this platform, very effervescent, very upbeat. He'd been waiting a long time to get back into the arena, was, was looking forward to it. Do you feel that there is the COVID situation with the, the lack of a traveling team? We spoke to James Gallagher, who had his nutritionist with him, saying that he's on point, he handles all of that. But perhaps Paul had too much to think about this week with the, with the new restrictions? Totally. Um, I think he has had too much on his mind. Maybe he was even too relaxed coming out. I mean, like I say, I spoke to him around the same time you did a couple of days ago, and his humility shone through for me. I mean, like a lot of the fighters have said how grateful they are to be back at work. You know, um, they don't fight, they don't get paid. Um, you know, these are modern day prize fighters. And that's Paul's view on Monday was, I'm really grateful to Bellator. I'm really grateful to be back. I'm really grateful to be fighting again. So we weren't expecting this. We weren't expecting something to go wrong here. We weren't expecting the guy to be ill, not make weight, have to go to hospital, call off the main event. Um, which could lead to potentially Denise Kielholtz, who's their kickboxing champion and trying to be a flyweight uh, MMA champion, the belt held by the Hawaiian woman, Elima mm. Leigh-McFarlane at the moment. She's fighting Kate Jackson from Cornwall, um, who fought Elima Leigh in, in Hawaii last year. I was there at that fight. Kate put on a tremendous performance, um, very resilient performance, and that's a very decent fight. So it's not confirmed yet, but my feeling is it'll be that event this is a weird time. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very unusual, just to explain what it's like being here. I'm sure you've asked people already this week, but mm. you know, you arrive, you test. I'm wearing, I'm not wearing my mask right now because I'm, <laughs> because I'm outside. Um, you have to wear your mask around the hotel the entire time. There's one dining hall. You get an email saying when you can go and eat. Um, we have to keep a meter distance from everyone the whole time. So interviews are strange to conduct. Um, it's different. It's the new normal. It's different. You, you, you know, we're, we're, we're consigned to staying in the hotel confines. Um, and I'm here for 
all four events. You know, I'm, I'm going to Paris afterwards as well next week for this inaugural, inaugural event in, in, in France, uh, first ever MMA event mm. in France, major MMA, it's incredible. But um, it's great to be back. It's great to, you know, we miss the crowds. Um, it's a different feel in the atmosphere, you feel in the, in the arena, you feel it for fighters because they, they get up on, on that stuff, you know? Um, so it's, it's, it's a wholly new and very different experience, but everybody is grateful to be working. Where do you where does this leave Paul Daly then? Because I, I know Big John McCarthy. I heard him recently say he's only ever one or two fights away from potentially a title fight again. Paul, he is as you say, thirty seven now. Is it feasible for him to go up in weight? You've covered this sport for a long time, or, or his dimensions too restrictive yeah. at that high level? I, I think he could. He could go to middleweight, but they are big fellas at middleweight. In um, you know, they're, they're the equivalent of cruiserweights in boxing. Mm. So you know. The middleweight MMA fighter is a big man, six foot two and hench normally, you know, mm. um, you know, the, the size of a rugby league player, you know, mm. general size of a rugby league player. They're big fellas. And I think Paul's got power, but he, he's never really, he's not a ground game guy. So welterweight is, is, is his division. Look, there's a Douglas Lima rematch for him out there. Um, there's, the Michael Venom Page fight, which we all want to see as well. They fought once. It was a disastrous fight. Paul looked. <laughs> it was. It was terrible. Mm. I was there. We, I, it was the most. It was the most important all British MMA fight I'd certainly seen in in my time covering it, and yet it didn't deliver, um, and it was massively disappointing. I'd like to see both those guys really throw down because they are both brilliant strikers. That fight's still there. Um, Look, he hasn't done this deliberately. It's a mistake. Um, he does have problems with weight. Yes, he could go up. They might give him the option, Bellator, to go up to middleweight or not fight for them again. You don't know. They might be annoyed with him. We haven't had any comments yet from Bellator. Um, mm. But I think the, the most important thing at the moment they'll be thinking about, I think fans will be thinking about, is making sure that he's healthy, first of all, and then we can take the steps after that. Yeah, and our thoughts will go out to Derek Anderson, who apparently Paul yeah. bumped into at the buffet already this week. I, I saw an interview online with him reclining in his camper van, I think the September the 22nd. So that's eight days ago in California. He's then flown over. Where does this leave him? Does he not get, does he get any, any sort of recom, recompense for that? Well, he'll get paid for turning up, making weight. He would have got a portion of Daly's purse as well. I think 20 or either 20 or 30%. Um, don't know what the rules are here under the under the Mohegan um, Tribe Commission, but um, he's very. I spoke to him while he was getting his photos done, standing on his own in the weigh-in area, desperately disappointed. He thought uh, Paul Daly was messing around with him, trying to get under his skin, and then he was as shocked as anyone to see the stretcher come out with Paul Daly on the stretcher. Um, he's very disappointed, um, as he said, this was slated four years ago, and it's it's been jinxed again. Um, I think he's annoyed at Paul Daly for not making the weight, but he said the same thing as a lot of other people. I wish he just said yesterday, let's do it at 175. Let's, I'll give five pounds. I'll take the hit on that because I came here to fight. Like you say, he's been training really hard. He's crossed the pond. You know, at the moment, people aren't crossing the pond and he's come to fight. Who knows? They may find him another fight on this card, but no, he is desperately disappointed at the moment.
Yeah, I mean, and for Bellator, you mentioned that sometimes promoters and promotional companies get bad reps as as being profiteers, but it shows you how difficult their job, doesn't it, in, in this circumstances when, you know, it's so fragile in, in essence, a, a mixed martial arts or, or a boxing event, any combat sport event, that when it involves two people and one can get sick or not make weight at the last minute. Well, exactly. And, and this is a week where we've had our temperature checked every morning. You have to isolate for 24 hours in your room when you get here after you've done your COVID test. So... It's not like Paul Daly hasn't gone through the mill already it, to, be in, you know, to be able to fight. He's got to be COVID-free. Um, he's got to have his temperature checked every day. He's done all that, but then it wasn't right with the weight. It's one of those things. It's, it's kind of something that's beleaguered him his entire career. And unfortunately, it's happened, at, I think, a very, very seminal event for mm. Bellator. I think they've done a fantastic job. It's great to be here. I'm working TV here um, for, for, you know, for, for other TV channels as well um, over the course of this. But it's a privilege to be here because I've done one event in six months. I went to Eddie Hearn's Fight Camp 4, which was an amazing event. We were all mm. locked in the hotel. It's, I'm sure Paul Daly is bitterly upset in hospital right now, even though there'll be people annoyed with him for not making weight and you know, for, for, for ruining the main event, if you like. But this is the only thing you can do. You've got to call the event off or the fight off because it'd be, be foolhardy to make him fight, especially mm. after what he's just gone through. We, yeah, we wish, him, we wish him all the best with his recovery, first and foremost. I hope to speak to him again quite soon. Gareth, just to get your closing thoughts, really appreciate your time. But on the situation, the sort of um, the general landscape of combat sports, MMA, you mentioned boxing as well. What are your fears and concerns for, for the different respective levels of each sport at the moment with the pandemic and the lack of fans? Do, do, you, well, feel, yeah. you, know, do you feel concerns? Because well, Tris Dixon, the former editor of the Boxing News, said it was his, his concerns were with the, the, the grassroots, but also the elite in a sense that you can't make the huge fights because of the lack of finance involved. Yeah, we're seeing the second... I mean, I think we, when we saw um, in America boxing come back and then we saw it come back with Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren in the UK, you know, we had Bob Arum come back in the bubble in Vegas. Um, you could see that, you know, the, the, the biggest matchups weren't being made and that they were keeping boxing alive. I think apart from the pay-per-view event that Eddie Hearn did with Katie Taylor and Delphine Pursoon and Dillian Moore, White and uh, Alexander Povetkin. That was a risk. I, I, I mean, I know we're on the Sky Channel, but I hear it did over three hundred thousand pay-per-view buys. It did quite that's, well, yeah. Yeah, that it did very well. And that's that's a really good number. Um, in in terms of MMA, um, Bellator alighted on Mohegan Sun alongside Showtime with their boxing. They've got their setup there. Um, the UFC went to ja uh, Yas Island and they've got their setup in Vegas. At the moment, we're going into the second phase where bigger events are being announced with the bigger matchups. Tiafimo Lopez and Vasyl Lomachenko in boxing. Um, uh, Luke Campbell and Ryan Garcia in boxing. More and more of those kind of fights. In MMA, we're starting to see them. Chris Cyborg's coming back for Bellator. Gegard Mousasi and Douglas Lima at the end of October. UFC the same, Justin Gaethje and Khabib Nurmagomedov, these kind of fights. Um, it's really important they're coming back, but it's only phase two. There's still no crowds and that costs every promotion. So it's still great made for TV mm. uh, entertainment, 
but without the fans, you cannot have that very top level of fight. You can't yeah. have. I mean, I mean, I don't. Even though Eddie Hearn saying Kubrat Pulev and and Anthony Joshua will take place on December the twelfth, you know, behind closed doors somewhere, if there can't be crowds, it's a big risk. Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder can't go ahead with, with without a crowd, in my view. Did mm. seventeen million US dollars at the gates on February the twenty third? They can't afford mm. not to have a crowd. Fight sports are sports but they're a business as well and the yeah. business is getting people into the arenas through the gate to see the fights that excite people we're not back yet i don't i really don't think we are back um mm. and, but i do think it'll be it wouldn't surprise me if it was march or april next year till we're back to really big crowds when a vaccine's been found and several governments agree that those are the two or three vaccines and that people say, right, it's open for you now. Wear a mask if you want to. You're going to get a temperature check, but we're going to have 50, 60, 70, 80,000. You see American football going on at the moment with no crowds. Hmm. You know, it, it, the, the, the Premier League going on with no crowds, it cannot last forever. It, it, yeah. They're going to have to come back at some point. You know. And will there, will there be an impact on the fighters? I know a lot of the, um, the mixed martial arts promotions, UFC and Bellator, are honouring prior contracts, but presumably there's going to be a, a reckoning in, in the new year when, when contracts elapse and when they're renewed. You mean with broadcasters or with fighters? Uh, no, we're with fighters. I was talking about purses. For, yeah, for I mean, well, yeah. Look, I mean, I know this is a bit of a broad discussion with us here, but you look at the discussions with DeZone and Canelo, uh, where he was, you know, on 35 million a fight, 35 million US dollars a fight. Mm. And, you know, DeZone aren't happy to, to pay him that during lockdown for certain opponents. So they've worked the sum back to about 20 million, we're hearing now, US dollars. Um, yeah, it's going to impact on everyone. It's going to impact um, on, on, on every economy. And, and, and the fight industry is no different. Um, but if you've just earned... 30 million from a fight like a Tyson Fury and a Deontay Wilder. You don't have to worry about it too much. You can bide your time. Conor McGregor can, can wait forever, even though he says he's doing a charity fight with, with Dustin Poirier on December the 12th mm. in Dublin under his own promotional banner. Um, I think where, where, where we really are going to suffer is if you can't get 500 people, 1,000 people, 1,500 people into small arenas, literally tens of thousands of small hall shows in boxing and MMA, local shows where guys, 20 local guys who all bring 50 fans each, you know, where they all have their beers, and they enjoy the night and they come see their guy against the guy from down the road. Mm. That's what's suffering right now. And that's the lifeblood of the industry. Those guys, the top end of those guys are the people that pick up a bag on a Thursday night when they're needed and fill a card after scaffolding do or, 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 or roofing or whatever they do or tarmacking roads. And it's, you can't lose those people because they're, they're, they're the glue that holds a lot of the cards together, certainly in boxing anyway. And in MMA, these guys are living this lifestyle. They need to fight twice a year. They need yeah. to fight twice a year. Some of them have mortgages, families, um, teams to pay. So, you know, they're prize fighters. They're gladiators. They don't fight. They don't get their freedom. And they're all <laughs> fighting for their freedom. 
They are. And we, 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 we appreciate them doing it as well. Wonderful to, to behold their courage, isn't it? Week in, week out. And, and you travel the world following that as well. It's, it's inspirational. We do wish the, the sport and all the sports really the best of luck at the moment. Lots of anxiety around health, obviously, but lots of anxiety around the economy. As you say, Gareth, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you in Milan. Appreciate your time. And I will say to people that your Twitter account is possibly uh, one of the best places to follow over the next day or so as we get this firmed up with, with what the main event will be. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah, great to speak to you, Ed. Thanks for having me on. Well, fascinating to speak to Gareth A. Davis. First met him when I was sent by Sky Sports to cover the Vladimir Klitschko-David Hay fight. And this was in the build-up in Klitschko's camp in the Wilderkaiser Mountains in Austria, the Stangelvert Resort. Uh, beautiful, like kind of Heidi from the Hills, log hotel, um, red and white sort of uh, linen and, and everything, kind of classic uh, sort of Austrian um, hotel, great saunas and, and, and sort of resorts there and great boxing camp. I had to have break or didn't have to, but managed to have breakfast with a legendary boxing trainer from the Kronk Gym, Emmanuel Stewart, uh, as part of that. So great to catch up with Gareth again and known him sort of around the boxing circuit, but been aware before I really started covering MMA of his his interest in the sport, his efforts to champion it in terms of coverage for the Telegraph and for broadcast as well. So interesting to speak to him about those challenges, the multifaceted challenges facing the sport amidst the pandemic globally. And as I say, Paul Daly very much wish him the best and, and have a lot of sympathy for him, but also for his opponent, Derek Anderson, to fly from California to make weight, potentially not to be to reimbursed to any significant extent. And I know from watching interviews with Derek Anderson, he's not particularly a wealthy man. He's 30 years of age and is based out of a camper van now, a single guy in California, um, and has had his issues with injury and car accidents as well, he said. So um feel sorry for him, feel sorry for everyone involved. It highlights the uncertainty, the unpredictability of combat sports when you're relying on two people to be there come fight night. Obviously in team sports, if people are ill, injured, suspended, can't make it for whatever reason, fall out of favour, um, then they can be replaced because if you've got a squad, but it's very different. And, and wish Bellator the best of luck making the card Thursday night. May well catch up an interview with Kate Jackson, who is headlining. Intrigued to speak to her because she's a, an MMA fighter from Cornwall, a rural, very rural area by the coast in the southwest of England. Be interested to see how she was inspired to get into MMA. Hear a little bit more about her matchup on Thursday night. Um, but that was Gareth A. Davis. Let me know what you think of that. So please rate it on iTunes. I'm Ed Draper81 on Twitter, Ed underscore Draper81 on Instagram. And if you want to follow the plot unfold, Gareth A. Davis there as well. Uh, there will be a live Bellator card on Sky Sports Thursday night from 9pm Sky Sports Mix, which is effectively, I think, if you have a Sky Q box or a Sky box, a free-to-air channel, Sky Sports Mix, Thursday, 9pm. So tune in to, to watch Kate Jackson and the rest in action. There's an Irishman called Brian Moore as well, I know, against the, an Italian opponent. Uh, but thank you for listening, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you to the sponsors, Bang Nollison of Cheltenham and Serene AV. And uh, thank you to cytoplan.co.uk, food place uh, supplements, and my discount code remains Draper10, D-R-A-P-E-R-1-0 at cytoplan.co.uk. Remember Draper, all capital letters. Have a good week. Oh, it's looking murky out there. Very rainy.